We're very thankful today to be joined by Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst. Representative, thank you for your time. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. The veto session is sort of a misnomer in a sense because I'm not sure that as the legislature returns tomorrow uh, on Wednesday that there's really any vetoed legislation that's going to be considered, is there? No, we're... uh I don't know that there was any vetoed legislation. If there there was, we're not anticipating that any of those bills would be called up for a vote. Uh, we are anticipating that there will be some potential activity on uh, another trailer bill with the Safety Act. It's the big item. There may be some other items that we we take up, but I um, I'm not anticipating much beyond possibly a trailer bill with the Safety Act. And you were the lead Republican speaker in opposition to the Safety Act when it was debated in the House. Uh, I read this morning on Capitol Facts that there's some discussion about adopting legislation to uh, delay the implementation of that bill till the end of uh, June. What are you thinking the real outcome of this session is going to be in regard to the Safety Act? Well, unfortunately, uh, the proponents of this legislation uh, in the Democratic supermajority has not involved any of uh, the Republican members in the discussions or negotiations. So uh, we are aware of things that are going on based on uh, things we see in the media, of course, but also from people who are involved uh, with those negotiations that will kind of keep us surprised. What, uh, What I expect is that we will see some technical changes to the law. I doubt they will delay its implementation. Again, I could be wrong on that, but uh, the only reason I can see it being delayed is if the negotiations are making progress and it just needs a little more time to work out. Um, I had gotten the impression that maybe there there was not much movement on negotiations. So if there isn't, I would anticipate that we would just see those technical changes made and that uh, the law would move forward on January 1st. So when you talk about negotiations on the Safety Act, we're talking about nego- uh, negotiations going on amongst Democrats inside their caucus internally, which makes me believe that privately some members of the Democratic caucus have reservations about the legislation or there wouldn't be negotiations about it. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. There are some members, some who voted against it, some who did vote for it, uh, who have uh, some concerns and want changes made. And also uh, those included are some of the interest groups, um, representatives from the sheriff's associations and state's attorneys uh, have been involved with negotiations as well as uh, victims' rights groups and um, some of some advocates who have supported the elimination of cash bail. All of those are, to my understanding, are involved with uh conversations with those Democratic members to see if they can craft something that's agreeable with all sides. The uh, proponents of the bill have been clear that that we should not anticipate any large changes uh, to the law. Uh, If we do see anything, it's probably going to be more technical in nature. Uh, One bill that you and I had talked about before, put forward by uh, Senator Bennett uh, from uh, the Champaign-Urbana area, he, uh, his bill would fill some of the gaps in the detainable offenses and clarify some of the ambiguities that uh, exist currently. Uh, what I have heard is that that bill will will not be passed, uh, will not be put forward anyway in its uh, present form, but it 
there may be elements of it, specifically when the the effectiveness of uh, the no cash bail occurs, whether it's prospective or retroactive. That may be one issue that's resolved with uh, this technical legislation. But again, uh, this is something that time will tell. We'll actually have to see the bill and that's put forward and what what's in it. And before you were an Illinois state representative, remind the audience the elected position you held. Yes, I was a Massac County state's attorney uh, for 14 years uh, prior to becoming state representative. It sure seems to me that the state's attorneys across the state of Illinois are going to have a whole new set of pressures on them once the Safety Act comes into play. And perhaps if I want to try to find silver linings, may have more authority to do things under the Safety Act than they had before. Am I right or wrong? Well, in some ways, yes. Uh, so if they can, can, if a state attorney can convince a judge under the law of a person can be held for a offense that's detainable, that person's then is in jail uh, pending trial, unless a judge uh, were to change that decision. Uh, so there would be some elements of it that would provide the state's attorney with uh, more ability to ask the court to detain people. I think the concern for many of the state's attorneys is there is a limited ability to request detention in, in a lot of cases and that there are some of the burdens that would well, not some of the, the burden that has to be met of clear and convincing evidence within 48 hours of arrest is one that will be more difficult than the probable cause standard that currently exists for setting bond. But bringing up the state's attorneys, of course, uh, is another interesting aspect of this that we will have to see play out. And that is um, there have been over half of the state's attorneys in the state, I believe the number is about 60 now, have filed suit claiming the act is unconstitutional. If uh, that lawsuit is successful, uh, at least initially, that's going to create some uncertainty with the implementation of the law on January 1st. And then we you know, we will see the, the state Supreme Court uh, step in and make an ultimate ruling on that at some point, but that could take months before that's uh, finally decided. My understanding is that initial trial court decision will probably occur sometime next month, you know, before the end of the year and before full implementation. Uh, so that's one other element that uh, those of us in the legislature and those around the criminal justice system will be watching closely to see not only will there be a trailer bill that, that issue, fix some of the issues, or, or will there be some court action that deals with some of these issues? All of that you know, will be somewhat up in the air as uh, the year progresses. Well, the Illinois Supreme Court is dominated by Democratic judges. I don't know where the trial court hearing is going to be held. Do you? It's in uh, Kankakee County, uh, and uh, it's uh, that was the first, my understanding is that was the first state's attorney to file. Uh, so that will be the uh, county that hears the the uh lawsuit that's been consolidated so all of those uh actions i think there's about 60 they've all been consolidated into one action that will be heard there uh and i, I believe the uh mchenry county state's attorney is taking the lead as the lead state's attorney and arguing the case before the the judge well we'll see what the outcome there is and uh then of course it'll move to the state supreme court I presume from there it could potentially wind up at the United States Supreme Court. 
Well, uh, the issues that have been raised uh, so far by the state's attorneys, I believe, are only state constitutional issues, uh, and unless there is a federal constitutional issue that's also raised, which is possible, although I don't know that one has been yet, uh, it would not go to the U.S. Supreme Court because because the U.S. Supreme Court defers to the state Supreme Court in the interpretation of its own law, of its own constitution. Um, but it's that's also another uh, element that could be uh, taken on uh, potentially down the road, maybe separate from these lawsuits. And then after the law is implemented with the no cash bail, there will there'll likely be defendants who will challenge the law, claiming that they they're being held without bail violates their rights, potentially under the Illinois Constitution or also under uh, maybe some federal constitutional issue that they may raise. So litigation on this issue will almost surely continue on uh, even beyond this initial lawsuit. Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst with us. If nothing else, I think that this may focus people's minds on state's attorney and judicial races in these various counties across Illinois because the Safety Act is going to create, in my opinion, a interesting patchwork of justice where you could see someone detained in Perry County for an offense uh, 58% of the time and someone never detained for that same uh, offense in uh, Will County uh, 0% of the time. And so do you think that will will happen? There is indeed a likelihood uh, that it would. Uh, we, of course, with our bail system, there are some of the disparities that exist throughout the state. Those are somewhat minimized, at least when we're dealing with lower level offenses by the Supreme Court rules on uh, on the setting of a bond. Uh, but that could very well lead to uh, a disparity in the state for which offenses are held uh, versus which are are not held. Well, it'll it'll just be very interesting because I just wonder if after all of this is said and done, if there won't still be just disparities from one end to the other, which is what we were trying to, or the proponents of the legislation were trying to avoid the first place. That, no, that's right. And one of the goals uh, put forward by the proponents was to eliminate the disparities throughout the state. I don't know that that will be accomplished. In fact, I think there's uh, a likelihood that those disparities will continue to exist. Yes. And again, uh, State Representative Patrick Windhorst is with us today. Other than the Safety Act, the feeling that I'm getting, I talked to uh, somebody in the Capitol earlier this morning they said, other than the Safety Act, we're probably not going to be acting on much of anything. Is there anything else in your view that may be acted upon? I have not heard of anything else uh, that is uh, what we consider a major piece of legislation that's going to be put forward. There will be some issues that we would anticipate taking up in the spring, probably around elections. Uh, you know, we changed our primary date this year from the normal March time frame to uh, June, and that may be moved again to either back to March, maybe even a different time. So I think we'll see uh, some activity around that, but that likely will wait till the um, January session. I mean, the As you're aware, the Democrats gained four additional seats in the House, so they have a, again, a, retaining their supermajority. They aren't really under any pressure necessarily to do anything this week, uh, except for those that 
our time pressure. And of course, safety act going into effect January 1st would be one of those that creates a time pressure. Uh, but as far as policy, they can wait till January and actually have more votes on their side uh, to enact what legislation they think is necessary. Uh, you mentioned the fact that the Democrats gained extra seats in the House. Obviously, there has been a reworking of Republican leadership. We uh, interviewed Tony McCombie here just a few days ago. Where, well, first off, I would ask, what do you think about uh, Ms. McCombie becoming the new leader of the uh, House Republicans? Well, I have uh, or had in uh, my vote for leader uh, two goals. Well, the first goal was a leader who will unite the party, and the second goal was a leader who can put forward a vision that appeals to uh, all sections of the state to get us out of the super minority and hopefully electing statewide uh, officials uh, in coming elections. I think Tony uh, fits both of those uh, requirements or, or uh, criteria that I had. Uh, she has the ability to unite uh, the caucus behind her, uh, and, and I think she will be able to put forward a vision that will draw people into the Republican Party that we need, those that are more in the middle or those who, for whatever reason, have not been supporting our party, maybe even though their values may be the same as ours or close to ours, we need to get those people uh, voting on our side on election day. And then there are some other things when we have seen uh, the Democratic Party put forward a, a uh, very aggressive uh, early voter and uh, mail-in voter system that uh, our side really has not been able to duplicate. Uh, I think we, you know, while we may not like the rules as they are with uh, the expanded time for early voting and the mail-in voting system. We have to play by those rules, though, and make sure we're not uh, leaving votes that would be ours out on the table with people not voting who, if we just reached out to them and see that they were voting earlier or getting a mail-in ballot, would be voting for us. So a large part of it is vision, but there's also some fundamentals toward uh, – getting your vote out that we have to address as a party uh, in order to overcome the, the obstacles we have. The One Shawnee Initiative is something that I've talked to you about in the past, and I feel like that it has a, a good structure, a good outline, and some some goals that are important. Um, can you give us uh, provide us an update on anything that may be happening with that group that you've uh, pulled together? It's one of the big uh, things that we saw was uh, the need for, and particularly in the to the southern rural counties along the river, uh, the, the less populated counties of southernmost Illinois, the need for collaboration and, and working together. Uh, we are currently in the, uh, the beginning stages of putting together uh, an item that will, we're not really ready to announce it yet, but that will uh, provide opportunities for uh, greater networking and collaboration in those counties and uh, hopefully expand the capacity of our local leaders not elected and those who are just community leaders to be able to meet the needs of uh, southernmost illinois uh, you know there we have a great part of the state it's uh, beautiful we have great people we need to highlight the uh, the positive things about our state and about our part of the state and also make sure that our leaders have the uh, tools uh, that they need to help them and in leading their communities forward. So those are uh, 
couple of the broader picture items that we're looking at, and I anticipate that uh, somewhat soon we'll be making announcements that I, I'll be able to make more formal about what uh, what more concretely we'll be doing to assist with that. All right. Well, Representative, I don't want to uh, take up much more of your time. I know I've interrupted one of your uh, trips traveling over the river and through the woods to wherever it was you were headed. But uh, anything else uh, on your mind, uh, up, down, or sideways that you'd want to mention? No, I just always appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and, and your uh, listeners. It, uh, it, uh, it's good for me to be able to uh, communicate uh, as much as I can with uh, with the citizens of Southern Illinois, and, and uh, your program provides me a great opportunity for that, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Representative. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right, man, I'll use that uh, tomorrow.